Hi and welcome to the Dope Black Dads podcast. My name is Umar, aka The Kank, and I'm just doing a short podcast today calling it Reflections. And why I'm calling it Reflections is because Friday the 19th of August marks the birth of my firstborn child. So she's going to turn seven years old. And I thought to myself, what better way to discuss that and kind of celebrate that by reflecting a little bit about my journey as a father up to this point in time. Now, as I say, my daughter's about to turn seven, and it's been quite the interesting journey being a father over the last seven years. Well, let's say seven years and eight months, let's include the conception part of it, even though no child came out at that point, but there you go. But it's been quite an interesting journey for me, um, and I think we start from the beginning, really, um, No, and I don't mean, you know, the actual part of you know, getting pregnant and whatnot. What I mean is more about the fact that my daughter actually wasn't meant to be born until um, September 29th. So she actually came six weeks early. And this in itself was something that I'd never experienced. I didn't know many people who'd gone through the process of having a premature baby. So that was in itself an eye-opener as to what parenthood, fatherhood was all about. Because, you know, you're excited at the beginning and you kind of are anticipating the birth of your first child and you're always trying to wonder about what are you going to be like as a as a father what are you going to be like as parents you know how is this going to work and then it was mad because two days before my daughter was born my wife's waters broke and suddenly we're rushing to hospital and on the evening that she was born i remember the doctor saying well we need to we need to get her out now, basically. So that was quite wild and um, scary as well. You know, my first experience of being a father in that instance was to witness my child being born by an emergency cesarean and kind of everything that came along with it. You know, my daughter was quite small uh, for her age. She only weighed three pounds and three ounces. Um, and it was just, it's just a wild myriad of emotions that you kind of suffered um, at that point in time. And obviously trying to support my wife as well um, with, with the whole process, you know, her body's gone through a traumatic experience, you know, C-sections are surgery. So everything that comes along with that. And that was really, you know, a challenge. Um, and it's really challenging because, you know, on the one hand, there's that excitement that, wow, I've got a child, you know, I've got this is my firstborn child and and everything that comes along with that. But then there's also the the fear of, hang on, she seems smaller than what she actually is. Um, my wife's just there, you know, she's been cut open, they're stitching her back her up and whatnot. But it's just crazy. It's just wild. And, and, and just kind of so many emotions going on at that point in time. And um, my daughter spent um, about 13 days actually in, in the intensive care unit. So she was born uh, in UCL in London and then transferred to Durham Valley Hospital um, after about a week. And that was challenging as well because um, when my daughter was transferred, there was, well, the day before she was transferred actually, uh, we like my wife was discharged from hospital. And that was a very difficult uh, thing to do because Obviously, you know, my wife had been there throughout the whole process. And then, you know, for the first time actually being separated 
um, from from our daughter, which is you know extremely difficult to uh, to deal with. But obviously, you know, we were back in the hospital first thing the next day, and she was moved to a hospital that was closer to us as well. But I just think about how wild it's been in the last seven years, and kind of the growth that comes along with being a parent and and everything that's kind of associated with that, especially when you think about where it started from, um, you know, in a place of trauma, really. Um, an emergency C-section is no laughing matter. It's not something that you kind of can sit back and think, oh, yeah, you know, it's all good. And and I, and I think when I reflect on it, I, I kind of think of at the time, your mind isn't thinking about what could go wrong. It's just about, okay, got to get baby out make sure mum is okay make sure everybody's okay and they were and thankfully you know seven years down the line you know I've got a very happy healthy daughter who you know is loving her gymnastics her dance she's a very artistic child and when I reflect back on seven years I think at the beginning not gonna lie as a dad it was very tough Um, my wife breastfed both of our both of our children and I think for a lot of dads um, who've been in that situation, you could probably testify to the fact that it can be a bit of a challenge because mums have the upper hand when it comes to um, the baby bonding time. So, you know, babies being breastfed, it means that they're effectively they're with them all the time. Uh, you know, I get the opportunity to change nappies, change clothes, do baths and stuff, but it's not on the same kind of level and in terms of the bond that, the babies develop with their mums uh, and also the fact that mums do have a nine month head start because they're the ones that are carrying the, the, the children as well. So it was challenging. Um, and especially at that point, I'd been with my wife for about four years. Uh, we'd got married not long before. So yeah, just about nine months before my daughter was born. Um, you see the, um, the correlation there. Um, but uh, yeah, and I think for four years, I was used to being the the main the main man as it were kind of the, the the main attraction so you know when a child comes into your life that changes the dynamics of your relationship completely and you know I think when I look back on it there definitely was elements of jealousy on my part you know I kind of felt like well hang on what's going on here like this child has come along taken away all of my um, vibes and energy and uh, you know mum gets to shower love and affection and I'm kind of sat there thinking like when's it going to be my turn and I say this and you know I can laugh about it now um but I think there's a lot of dads that do experience that and um there's no shame in that and I think it's especially you know when it's your first child and you've got such a strong bond with your partner it can be a challenge to effectively be relegated as it were from number one to to kind of number two or three depending on you know what, what, what the circumstances are and I think there's no shame in that um and there's no shame in kind of uh recognizing that those that feeling can happen and yeah of course you know I had a lot of joy and a lot of happiness you know with my daughter and kind of raise helping to raise her and spending those precious times and I think where I kind of started to feel more as a father was when she was about six seven months old and when you're starting to do like the whole weaning process and kind of by the time she got to about a year, uh, a year and a bit, it kind of felt like, oh yeah, great. Now I fully feel like I'm proper hands-on because, you know, she's not reliant on breast milk anymore and I can do a lot more with her. I can feed her. I can, well, I was already changing her and bathing her and all that kind of stuff. But 
the bond starts to become different um and 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 it's quite the experience and i think watching your child change as well is crazy like i I think you know my daughter is weird when she was first born she wasn't particularly great with people like she only ever wanted me or mum to kind of be the ones to to hold her to look after her now she, she can't wait to get out of the house type of thing so you know love spending time with her cousins love spending time with her friends and it's great to see that and also I think one of the things that I've seen is kind of her personality and how that that's kind of come out and I remember growing up being Nigerian both me and my my wife growing up in a Nigerian household where you know parents viewpoints were, all, were always very much about okay you have to go to school you have to do education you need to come home read books all that kind of stuff and there wasn't really much space to be able to do other things in terms of, you know, extracurricular activities. And I look at where my kids are right now and I think. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. They're, they're very lucky. They're very fortunate um, because, you know, they get to do a lot of stuff. And through doing a lot of stuff, it means that they're finding their feet a lot earlier than perhaps what? I and my wife had done because they're able to explore the world in a very different way. And I think part of that is because I'm first generation born in this country, same with my wife. And I think we have to have very honest conversations and saying for a lot of us that have grown up, especially within the black community, our parents would have come over, whether it's during the Windrush generations of the 50s or the African migration that was happening in the 80s and 90s. But, you know, for a lot of us, we are first generation born here. Our parents came over and they were doing a lot of menial jobs. Um, They were doing stuff that was to give us a chance to have a roof over our heads, to be able to have food on the table, to be able to have clothes and to be able to do things. So their focus wasn't necessarily in the same way that it is for me now. So me being a parent, in 2022 very different from my parents when they were raising me back in 1992 and i'm grateful in the sense of because of the way that my parents were with me you know i'm now i'm a qualified solicitor same with my with my wife as well you know we both got decent jobs we're earning a decent amount of money um and it kind of helps that we can give our children access to more things that we didn't necessarily have access to and i think back uh, you know, we're we're in the midst of the summer holidays right now, and, and and I just think it's been a crazy three weeks, and kind of halfway through it, and I just think to myself, wow, the amount of things that my kids have done over the last few weeks and stuff is is wild. Um, and summer holidays for me used to be occasionally every three years go to Nigeria, which meant spending six weeks with family, catching up with family, or it could be you're at home and the most you can get is, um, you know play scheme here and there um but it's different and again i think you know being a parent now is very different to what it was back in uh you know 20 20 30 years ago so you know i'm thankful for that and i think when i reflect more i'm thankful for the fact that there are groups and um 
community such as Dope Black, you know, whether it's mums, dads, uh, disabled community, uh, queer community, etc., that we have got an opportunity now that we can actually speak with other like-minded parents and kind of be able to share our experiences. I know for a fact, you know, for my parents, their generation, they didn't really have that kind of community that they grew up in, especially for me, you know, being Nigerian, being from the Hausa community, the Hausa community being one of the three obviously main tribes in Nigeria, but in the UK, they're not a massive community. So my parents didn't really have that many people in which they can lean upon in terms of, you know, guidance or support with parenting, especially trying to navigate parenting um, in a Western country. But for us, you know, we're lucky because we've grown up in this situation. We can kind of understand things. And it kind of brings me back to the point that I was making before about giving our children access to, to other things. And I think by being able to do that, it means that we are allowing them to to kind of grow and be their own people. So we're not kind of trying to predetermine what their destiny is going to be. I often have conversations with my wife and saying that, you know, with my daughter, she's very much the, you know, we can see she's very artistic. She loves performing arts. She loves gymnastics. She loves dance. She loves competing in those kind of things. Growing up, if I did express an interest in that, it probably would have got shut down fairly quickly. And, you know, again, it's no slight on my parents, but it's just, that generation is very different to how we are. Now it's very much about, we can embrace that. We can kind of celebrate that. We can say, do you know what? Yeah, it's great. It's great to see that you're excelling in something that you're really positive in. And if that's what you end up doing, then that's great. And it's kind of like, you know, as a parent reflecting on the fact that we can do those kind of things and kind of give our children those opportunities that we didn't necessarily have. And I'm eternally grateful. You know, I've got a fantastic fantastic wife you know who is the most amazing mother and wife daughter um uh, mother in sorry mother-in-law is gonna say she, she no we haven't got there yet um you know daughter-in-law everything that you could possibly ask for in a partner because you know there's been times and 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 i've spoken quite openly about kind of suffering from reactive depression and i think you know i've had tough times sometimes but she's been she's been absolutely amazing and i think being a parent is teamwork you know whether you are with your partner or not it is about teamwork and doing what you think is possibly the best thing for your kids and i don't want to kind of ramble on for too much longer but i think i want to kind of leave this podcast with three key things that i've kind of learned over seven years of being a dad um, and they are really as follows. So firstly, I would say being a parent, especially at the early stages, especially with, with, with your firstborn, don't be afraid, especially as a dad, that you are not necessarily going to be the center of attention or, you know, your needs may not necessarily be uh, seen to in the same way that you would have been before or, or kind of, you know, be treated in a different way. And the reality is you there's a baby in your life now um and you kind of have to accept that um you know there's a baby in your life you've got to deal with that and there's no shame in that and there's no shame in feeling you know that maybe i yeah i'm, I'm not the center anymore i'm kind of just there uh, in the background but you know our role is very important as well and it's very much and this leads me on to my second point is about being a supportive element to your partner and making sure that their needs are met and making sure that they that you do everything that you can to help support them especially you know in my situation where 
my daughter was born by an emergency c-section it meant that my wife was quite immobile for for a while so it meant having to step up even more in the house with cooking with cleaning and all that kind of stuff and you know even if your partner hasn't gone through an emergency c-section it's still about stepping up and still about trying to do the best that you possibly can to make life easy as easy for her as possible because you know if you if you're in an environment which is thriving which is breeding positivity your child will feed off of that and it can only mean for a a positive experience for all concerned and the last thing i would say is take advantage of communities that are available for you now dope black was not something that was around when I first became a parent in 2015. It was only something that I kind of got involved with around 2018, 2019. So when my second child was born, when my son was born, I had a community that I could kind of speak to. And you should utilize that because we've all been through a myriad of experiences. We've all had different experiences when it comes to the journey of being parents. But there's a lot of things that are very common, uh, that are very similar. And there's a lot of experiences that people can speak upon. And through speaking and kind of engaging with other people, you're able to get a sense of, you know, oh, am I hitting the right path? Or is it something I can do a bit differently? Or, oh, okay, it's great to know that I'm not the only one that's going through things uh, in that similar way. And I think it's very important to be able to reflect to be able to discuss uh and and learn and you know i'm a dad i've been a dad for seven years i don't profess to be somebody who's an expert in this i'm always learning i'm learning every single day of my life of my children's lives and i have to say it is the best job in the world there's no question about that it's challenging but it's also very rewarding so on the day on the 19th of august being my daughter's seventh birthday happy birthday to you my darling I love you. Thank you for letting me be your dad. Thank you for letting me uh, help to raise you. And, you know, I'm loving the sassy, crazy, quirky girl that you're becoming. Uh, And I'm sure no doubt you're going to be a young woman that's going to absolutely tackle the world and be the best that you can be. This has been Umar from Dope Black Dad. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ads, aka the kank have a lovely day take care dope black podcast